When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself a Gun, a Sopranos podcast where we go through all the episodes of The Sopranos and talk about them one by one. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it's an original idea, no one's ever done it before, and uh, you know, it's our favorite show, or at least it's my favorite show. Sure. What do you, you like it? I like it a lot, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I don't know if it's my favorite, but you know. It's not your favorite show? It's a favorite. Then why the fuck are we doing a podcast about Sopranos if it's not your number one favorite oh, show? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, today, our guest is uh, Felix Biederman from the Chapo Trap House podcast. How you doing, Felix? Uh, not bad. How are you guys? Doing all right. You know, just, uh, just found out that this isn't uh, Vince's favorite show, so that's kind of a... <laughs> Yeah, kind of a bummer. Yeah, well, the thing that everyone says about The Sopranos, you know, incredibly middling show. Yeah. Most average show mm -hmm. ever made. Pales in comparison between shit like Nip Tuck, The oh. Shield. Uh -huh. Really, like, anything that's ever been on FX is, like, very average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, it's very average compared to that stuff. I oh, yeah. Every, every cable show that FX has ever had is the best cable show that's ever existed. And The Sopranos just kind of ripped off of all those. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. the, the Sopranos absolutely ripped off Nip Talk. And everyone, <laughs> you know, recognizes The Sopranos as like a gateway show to better shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know... Whiskey Cavalier, be, 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 better sh yeah. You got better shows like okay. What do you got? You got uh, Whiskey Cavalier, mm -hmm. Seinfeld, yeah, 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 Frasier, uh, Hung, Hung, that's a big oh, one. that's a yeah, good one. Hung yeah, Hung was a great one. Honestly, yeah, we should... John from Cincinnati, oh, the best. John show. from Cincinnati is people recognize it as the greatest show ever depicted, and mm -hmm. people don't remember this, but one of Bush's final acts in office was an executive order to bring John from Cincinnati <laughs> off the air because people could not handle what was going on yeah. in that show. There's too much truth in one show I mean, and we, beauty. Yeah, it, and it was mostly just trolling the rest of us who just desperately wanted to know, like, where's John really from, mm -hmm. you know? Because it certainly wasn't Cincinnati. I don't know. Well, I um, I I had my own theory that he was from Cincinnati, and that the entire series oh, was a was a social commentary about how people from Ohio are really stupid. <laughs> I think that was, and the that's message. what I chose to believe. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it's a good take. You should write a fan theory about that one. I just don't know how a guy from Cincinnati could surf like that. Yeah. And also how he can only talk in quotes that had previously been said to him earlier in the show. David, well, that was yeah. that, the second thing. That is something people from Ohio cannot form their own sentences. <laughs> yeah, they can only do quotes. This explains yeah. a lot of my dad's humor. Yeah, their their favorite food is red chili uh -huh. on uh, on on spaghetti for my, some reason. My dad, they, yeah, they love. Yeah, yeah they, 
they love like nearly translucent noodles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. red ass chili, Kool Aid, <laughs> fucking chili, red and ass they, chili. They just yeah no. When it comes to sentences, they're not the best, but they mm-hmm. can do other stuff. They can perform the magic abilities that we saw John from Cincinnati perform. Yeah, and uh, yeah. No, noble beast type character, similar to Philip Dick's Golden Man. Very similar. If I had read it or knew what you were talking about, <laughs> but I'm just gonna keep the part where I said very similar. In the, the Golden edit. Man was a uh, wonderful Philip K. Dick short story. Mm. It's it's about a simpleton with amazing abilities. Oh, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I uh, see the reference now. Like uh, what's his name? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton in that movie where he likes French fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't uh, he have a yeah, just, Green yeah. Mile? Green yeah. Mile. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Bad News Bears. Yeah, yeah. That was that, that's amazing right. makeup, but you know. Certain oh, he people, did great. You know, certain college professors would not allow the Green Mile with Billy uh, yeah, Bob. Yeah, you know, millennials these days are going to try to cancel Billy Bob Thornton because of his portrayal of John Coffey in the Green Mile. And I say, you know, art is art. Leave it alone. Yeah. Oh, what's next? Are you going to cancel John Travolta for playing Jules in Pulp Fiction? Exactly. Exactly. Well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, Felix, you, uh, you're from the Chicago area, right? That is correct. How did you guys all, uh, how did all you Chapo guys uh, meet each other? I don't think I've ever asked that question before. Just posting. Posting. Just posting. What were your favorite places to post? Twitter. I mean, we all met on Twitter. And were you all, were you all living in Brooklyn at the time? No, I wasn't. I was living in Minnesota at the time, actually. Okay. Nice. And then you just moved. I well, Just, I moved because like I because uh, Elon Omar I, showed up and you were like, I better get out of here. Yeah, I felt there unsafe. Goes the neighborhood. Yeah, I felt unsafe. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was being uh, targeted, uh, targeted uh, sure. anti-Semitic style. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I uh, I just uh, I graduated from school and I just couldn't get a real job. I that sucked I at it. I've like I I've really never had a job in an office. Like I did have like an internship when I was like in high school. Yeah. Uh, two summers, but that didn't that doesn't really count. I was just like, I don't know. I was just like kind of bad at the real professional world in that aspect. And uh, I moved to Minnesota, or I moved to New York from Minnesota after I graduated because I just yeah, I had like one lead on any real job and it like went nowhere. And I knew from from my posting, yeah, because like all I really did in Minnesota was just post and lift all the time. And, just posting uh, and lifting, like yeah. li- lift driving, or or you went to the gym. I went to the gym. Okay, sick. sick. You got swole <laughs> just because it helps with the posting. Did just... you bounce at one point, or did I miss? Yeah, miss no, I bounced that? at the time. Okay. <laughs> never... uh, but yeah, one of the people I met like through posting, he was like an editor at the New Yorker, uh, and. Yeah, we just like the we like you know just talk to each other uh, from time to time, like you know asking what was up one day. I was like, yeah, I honestly like don't know what to do with my life. Like uh, <laughs> I like can't find a real job. What the fuck am I supposed to do? And he's like, yeah, just like visit New York. Like I know a ton of people in media, and I did that. Yeah, and you know I moved here. Uh, my first thing I did was recapping the bastard executioner for mm-hmm. uh, what was that star? The Observer. Oh, okay. What 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 channel was that on? That was FX. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. That's yeah. why you got that FX knowledge. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, it's a very important network to me. Yeah. But I had always posted, you know, with Matt and uh, Will, also uh, Amber and Virgil, but they came later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was posted with them, and uh, yeah, I feel like I mean w- we didn't start the podcast until like a while after I moved here, though. Sure. I feel like Will's the only one of you guys whose face uh, didn't match up with his what I had in mind with his voice. I, we get conflicting things. What did you expect Will to look like? That's a great question. Uh, his face is rounder than I he thought. Kinda, it was he's kind of like Harry, Haley Joe Osment with yeah, a beard a, a little it bit. It is a big head. It's a surprisingly <laughs> big head for a person. But, uh, you know, that big head, big brain, you know? That's what they say. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. Do people say that? Yeah, no, all the time. Uh, no, but uh, what did you expect him to look like? That's a great question. I don't really know. I don't know if I had a clear picture in my mind. Uh, maybe like uh, like like a young uh, like a young Kevin Costner mm-hmm. with a suit. Yeah, suit and tie like or, or some, baseball jersey some, on. Some like, power alleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a good look. Yeah, yeah it's a <laughs> especially great look. for a podcaster. That's right. Yeah. There's not enough podcasters wear jerseys while they're podcasting. I th- feel like if you're wearing jersey while making audio, you're probably doing like morning zoo. I feel like Brody Stevens. What, what, what about uh, what about fucking what's the Tom Hanks stand-up movie with Sally Field? Oh, Punchline. Yeah, remember how they had lockers in that movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I think that would be cool. Come <laughs> you have like a bad riff, and it's like ah, hit the showers, kid. <laughs> yeah. We need to have lockers. That would be great. And, yeah, that'd and be jerseys. sick, dude. I want to be the Lou Gehrig of podcasting, and not in terms of any of his accomplishments, just having a disease. You just want to have the disease, <laughs> and you want to have one really good set that people remember. You want to keep exactly. doing it long enough to eventually die from a degenerative disorder. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Then and then they'll name it after you. Yeah, um, Felix Beter- Biederman Palsy or something. That's shit. right. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the show. Uh, first off, corrections from last episode. Yeah. This is our most popular segment. We, yeah, oh, we, oh, no. oh, we I, would never do that. <laughs> Actually, we got to play the theme song. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. First the theme song. First theme song. Here we go. Pod. 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 Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's first segment is uh, the theme song. Second segment, corrections from last episode. Uh, a couple of corrections. Uh, cacciatore means hunter in Italian. Right. What did we think it meant in the last episode? I mean, I knew that. Like, well, see, I I've tweeted that we that I knew that before anyone could at me. So I feel like that's a win. Oh, right. We thought her name was Hunter Cacciatore. Yeah. Because she, we didn't a, get the connection right away. Yeah. 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 There yeah. Were, she was making an Italian pun. Right. Uh, Carmela well, calls. Yeah, let, let's see how good the uh, trivia still is. Her last name in the show, Scangarillo. Yeah. That's right. That is correct. Woo! Still got it, baby. Damn. Yeah. Uh, second correction Hunter, the actress who plays Hunter, is actually David Chase's daughter, which we learned about ourselves in episode one of this podcast, but somehow forgot before episode three well, of this podcast. It's probably because we record one of these podcasts every other week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, 
Yeah, no, uh, totally forgot that that is David Chase's daughter. She's very Italian looking. Very Italian looking. You know, there's like a version of ethnic Italian that is almost uh, so like too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, hey, no. Hey, well, uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you guys just look like Jews. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. Really. Uh, most of the time, I would and say. Arabs. I used to get, I used to get mistaken for Italian a lot yeah. uh, when I used to like go outside more and uh, tan. <laughs> I, I got confused. Now I don't. Now people just think I'm like just a Jew with long hair. Which, yeah. you know, right. You guessed yeah. it. Yeah, you that's pretty it, correct. When I lived in New York and one day I got off the subway. And I, what's that holiday where you like shake corn underneath like a shed? Uh, what? There's a Jewish holiday <laughs> that involves like. Are you talking about Purim? You're talking about Purim? Is that it? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think there's corn involved. <laughs> I don't remember like a specific <laughs> corn holiday. It wasn't cor- there's no corn. I swear. I the sworn. Iowa caucuses? What the fuck? <laughs> I could have sworn. This, Are you thinking I, of elote? Uh, and were they Mexican? No, it was a Hasidic Jew, and uh-huh. he like. And I, I thought it was a corn. Was it a palm? Else. Palm branch? Maybe it was a palm branch. He, yeah. he handed uh, me yeah, some yeah, sort I mean, of. It's not corn. There's no. There's no corn in <laughs> Israel. <laughs> <laughs> is this you just saw a schizophrenic guy and you're like oh yeah what holiday is this you saw a guy in a hat just husking a corn and you're just like what are these jews doing here in new york city well some stranger tried he's, to he's clitty clitty he's with a grant reno what are you jews doing <laughs> get these corn cobs off my lawn oh i want to he do- tried to hand me some corn and i said no thanks i'm not jewish oh okay yeah that probably made sense to him. Yeah, yeah being yeah. not Jewish at all, and he's just like, I just wanted to share my elote with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, this episode released January thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. Mm. Uh, some of the things happening uh, at that point in time. The top movies were She's All That, ah, Patch yeah. Adams, oh yes, and Varsity Blues. Oh, that's relevant to the whole thing that happened. Yep. Yeah, um, <laughs> Moving on. It was the same day as Super Bowl thirty three. Oh, it came out. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. The Denver Broncos beat the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. John Elway was the MVP. Sick. Uh, Family Guy premiered on Fox. Wow. First episode. A lot, a lot of TV history being made. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the NATO chief was empowered to order airstrikes on Yugoslavia, which still existed oh, at right. that there point. Oh, right. There was a Yugoslavia back then. Yeah. Sick. Um, and then there's also uh, this review I found on the LA Times of uh, Tear Up the Club Thugs. Uh, their album Crazy in the Last Days from the Hypnotized Minds label. Uh, This is a 3-6 Mafia side project? Well, I'm going to read you the review so you can find out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, In between albums, 3-6 Mafia members DJ Paul, Juicy J, and Lord Infamous have formed the Tear Tear Up the Club Thugs. This debut album, due in stores Tuesday, is the strongest work to date from any of the artists affiliated with 3-6 Mafia, including solo albums by Gangsta Boo and Indo G. Damn. Lightening up on the satanic references, the rappers keep the rowdy vibes intact with fierce battle tunes such as Push Em Off and Go to War With Us. Fierce battle tunes. That's <laughs> sick. That's the name of the album right there. Mm-hmm. It's hard to avoid getting swept away by the sheer force of DJ Paul and Juicy J's unrelenting up-tempo tracks. Cool. Yeah, so that, that was that's the way I, love I mean, it's, it sounds like that's just they just did... Three Six Mafia with a different name, which like fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they fucking rule, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, there's a there's just a lot of like pointless uh, <laughs> cultural output at this time. Not like today. <laughs> no, Yo, no. yeah, no, no. Today everything is very relevant and important. I, I do yeah, like no, no. I mean, I mean, pointless in the in the sense that it was like the the same thing, mm-hmm. but just with a different name. Oh which, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's right. Today. They were like, let's just rebrand. 
Yeah. I mean, it, this is pre them winning, you know, an, an Academy Award. This was before yeah. you had to have a face tat in order to do rap. That's true. That's true. Times have changed. Yeah. I like that he was, the reviewer was particularly pleased on that they lightened up on the satanic references. Yeah. It's like, get all this Satanism out of my gangsta club music. Who, yeah, yeah, who, what, what nerd reviewed that? that he was, <laughs> wait, so you're a 3 6 fan, but you're like, I just don't like Satanism. Like, that's. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are rap fans, but like that's Lord Infamous. That was his entire thing was mm-hmm. to be satanic. Like they dabbled in a lot of horror. Co- that's so yeah, no. yeah. That's dude. I let's mean, the get 90s. this fucking prick who revealed <laughs> reviewed this album. Like <laughs> let's convert him to years Satanism. Ago, fired <laughs> fucking idiot. Soren Baker is canceled. <laughs> so yeah, hey Soren. Nice, nice name. Nice Just name. Kierkegaard, you pussy. <laughs> Woo! Um, so in this episode, uh, entitled Meadowlands. Meadowlands. Jackie April's health worsens, forcing Tony to make a tough decision. Meanwhile, Anthony Jr. learns the true nature of his father's job in waste management, in sarcastic quotes. Mm-hmm. Also, Tony hires sleazy police lieutenant Vin Makazian to investigate Dr. Melfi's background. Yeah. So... Yeah. First problem that you had when the first thing that you texted me. Yeah, I was like, sure, they had to make the drunk guy Armenian. How dare they? Because you see, Vince is also part Armenian, and uh, even though if one were to look at you, I would go like probably Italian. Uh, I get Irish a lot because of the red facial hair. Yeah, you, yeah, maybe a little Irish, but, uh, yeah, but I'm I love, not at all Irish. I love. I, I go. I, I say I'm not at all Irish at least three times a week. To to people who are just trying just to... Just people that I've come in contact with. It's the thing oh, they that don't like even to, ask? I like to preface it, you my just, existence. You so just know. walk up to random people. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not even a little Irish. Nope, not even a little. But yeah, so that... Uh, Lieutenant Vin Makazian, uh, played by the late, great John Hurd, who uh, you might know from when such... When did he a, die? He died like uh, two years ago or a year ago. It must suck being named John Hurd when there's already an actor named John Hurt. Yeah, yeah. And they actually kind of look alike, too. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the, uh, you know, the plot of this episode. Yeah, like, yeah, what do happened? It. What dude? happened? Well, shit. Bada dude. B stories. All right. Bada B stories. We don't have any fucking, um, you know, we don't, we don't have a bumper for that yet. Sure, sure. But uh, so the, the first thing is uh, Tony, it, the, the episode starts out, Tony Soprano uh, is in way session with dr melfi and it turns out to be a dream sequence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we've got him like fucking sitting there all of a sudden hash goes by on what i assume was like an electrified razor scooter the way he was walking but that couldn't be because it's 1999 and that's impossible uh and then you got him leaving the office and then he fucking uh sees sill like getting a lap dance from a stripper, mm-hmm. and then he sees fucking dying Jackie April, and he's like, you know, what does he say? It's your time coming. Did you get a clip of that? I didn't get a clip of that. Yeah, part, why, sorry. why would we? Yeah, it was mostly we? visual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he wakes up. Uh, oh no! And then he sees from behind Doctor Melfi, and you see her hair. And then he like slowly walks up, and then she turns around, and it's his mom. Yeah, the old psycho trick. Yeah, dude, just like that movie Psycho. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out his his mom the whole time, dude. Yep. So that was sick, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, other B stories? Uh, what, what else happened? Uh, well, Silvio goes to the dentist in Dr. Melfi's building. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, Tony has Melfi followed by the detective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris is scared of Junior. Yeah. Uh, Olivia visited by Tony. Yeah. Complains. 
And then AJ fighting. Uh, Felix, what do you, what was your favorite B story in this episode? Um, this is a, this is a weird episode, right? Because yeah. like it's, you see like the makings of what the Sopranos would become, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still like very much season one is the most like TV showy. Yeah. That yeah. The Sopranos was ever. Yeah. Cause and it, I, yeah. yeah, they're working with a formula still. It feels sick exactly. at this point still. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I feel like the AJ storyline could yeah. have been great, but just, you know, on virtue it was so uh T V at the time, uh it's quite for it's like quite forgettable, even though it mm-hmm. uh opens the door for what would become one of the largest themes in the Sopranos. Tony versus t- Tony, the impression he wants to leave on his kids and his legacy versus the one he actually did. Right. Uh I, I think you you got to go with the Chris storyline. If yeah. you can call that a subplot, I, it's about him crapping his, pla- his pants. The pants crapping. Oh, every no everything about it. The, okay. fu- the fucking neck brace. <laughs> There's so much going on with Chris. Mo- in this yeah. Episode. So of, I got a I got a clip yeah. of that. Uh, do you have the one of him in the car? I got well, the one of him in the car. I also got the AJ fight. Which one do you want? Let's do uh, Chris uh, in the car. This is like one of my favorite. Yeah. Chris scenes ever. What did you tell your old man? About the meth? Are you insane? I mean, beaten up. I Don't you get it? This is serious. What's wrong with me? Stop this shit. He's worried about you. He's been asking where you've been, you asshole. I'm sorry if I hurt you. I hate my life being a soprano. Hey. Don't ever say you hate life. That's blasphemy. Fuck you. Okay, let's go. Remember like when you were little? I'll buy you one of those Happy Meals, all right? Where the fuck are you? <laughs> what does that mean, where the fuck are you? Like in your head? I think it was where the fuck are yeah. you in your head. Okay. Yeah, because like, yeah. what the fuck is he talking about? First he's yelling at her, then he's like, don't say you, you hate life, that's blasphemy. <laughs> yeah. And then let me buy you a Gotta Happy Meal. Gotta show the respect <laughs> yeah, to Jesus. Like- <laughs> Yeah, the dude is fucking kind of losing his goddamn mind. Where he's, he's like caught, he thinks he's like a mobster. That's the whole thing with Chris the entire time. Mm-hmm. Is he thinks like, hey, I wear a suit, you know, I collect, you know, I, I make money, and you know, he's just a fucking, he's just kind of a douche loser the entire show. And so, like, you know, his wanting to buy Meadow Soprano a Happy Meal is <laughs> just so sweet. Yeah, that that that's a. I mean, as much as you can tell, it's, you know, not what it would eventually become. You see so many glimpses of what a great show it, it will yeah. become in this season. Like, there are some shit episodes this season. Like, oh, uh, yeah. But this is like that that Happy Meal line is that's one of the that's like as funny as something that would be in season four or season six. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, like that because that like that idea of a guy trying to be like the magnanimous mobster from movies <laughs> and he's like, Hey, I'll buy you a fucking happy meal. Yeah, make That's so funny. You can't refuse. <laughs> funny as as I've always said, funniest show on TV. Yeah, for real. For I real. definitely laughed out loud many times in this episode. I, I, I think it was a weak episode, but it is yeah. still pretty one of the funnier ones. Yeah, it's right. It, it's like this is we're like we've done. This is the fourth episode that we've done, and we're right about to get to the fifth one, which is actually the, to me the first really good Sopranos episode. Yeah. The where she goes off to college. Yeah. Uh, but, oh yeah, no. 
completely. That's like when the show was like, oh shit, this is a fucking great show. Whereas like now yeah. they're still doing the fucking home improvement thing a little bit too. Yeah, they flipped it this time. Yeah, right. Well, this time it was like Dr. Melfi basically giving um giving Tony advice on like what to do with Junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like- and I I feel like in these early episodes we're still sort of stuck in the trap. And maybe this could be – I think this is more a product of the network mm-hmm. than uh, Chase's vision of that the mafia is cool and sexy. Yeah. I mean they, they, they try to do it. But at the same time, you have scenes like they had uh, – you know, when – when Tony decides to go after the uh, the henchman uh, who who killed uh, Brendan yeah. uh, in his tub, and and he has to go after him with a staple gun, and then he wipes his prints off of it and drops it because this is it, like the New Jersey mob is just like they're kind of like perceived as these bumpkins a uh-huh. little bit. So you know he's not going to be as flashy as like actually having a gun like in Godfather right. Part One. He's he's got a fucking staple gun like he's a fucking carpenter. So people know that he did it. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, no, the they they are still caught between trying to be like a cool mafia show and a show about people yeah, who this are is... in the mob but also are really into being in the mafia. Right. This is still about like mob politics yeah. and like tony making a smart power play yeah you know but it, it's funny because i like, at its heart it is a show about a bunch of uh well maybe not at its heart but one of the themes is like it's a show about a bunch of people who really like being in the mafia right and, like, well i mean they had there's glimpses of that in this one when they're talking about the uh the way that they shot brendan and, oh like what yeah. it meant and mean and paulie's like oh you know francis just he, oh, yeah, he only got, did the eye so we could frame it that way. Yeah, like, that's yeah. not an actual thing in the mob. Yeah, that's right. That scene in this episode is like the one where they are skirting between both those lines. Because like while Tony and uh, and Chris are like planning what they're going to do to retaliate, <laughs> the rest of the crew, Pussy and, and Polly and Sill, are just talking about what, what happened in Godfather 1 with Mo Green. We <laughs> yeah. actually, we have a clip of that. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, dude, I do. I prepare. Brendan's brains are floating in his bathtub. Message job through the eye. Mo Green special. Fucking Uncle Junior. What are you talking about, Mo Green? Yeah, right, in one. We send a message Mo Green's him. eyes got too big right, for his stomach, you. so they put a small yeah. caliber. In his glasses, you mean? Glasses, eyes. Why are you quibbling with me? I'm at the World Trade Center. What are you doing? Mikey told me she's a made guy. Cocksucker didn't have the balls to do it himself. Contracted these fucking Russians and he killed my friend. No response to shoot the message. Shoot him up, because the guy was a rat. The eye is just how Francis framed the shot. For the shot value. (laughs) (laughs) Their obsession with Godfather and mafia movies in this is so good. Actually, one of the uh, I've almost broken down and rewatched Godfather just so I could understand this show better. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they they definitely. I don't know how they don't get that deep into it. A lot of the stuff that they mention, sometimes they get it wrong, uh, like completely. In fact, they in this one, he goes, "We should go after them Scarface style with two bazookas under each arm." <laughs> yeah, and I was like. Has this guy not actually seen fucking Scarface? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend with two bazookas. It's like the the shit that they get wrong about the stuff that they idolize mm-hmm. makes it all the more funny to me. Yeah, the malapropisms are, you know, one of my favorite aspects yeah. of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, and then we also have uh, Dr. Melfi's boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sort of butchers the lyrics to uh, <laughs> When You're a Stranger. Yeah. Or yeah. When You're Stranger. No, no, even, people are strange. People are strange. I'm doing it now myself. Now you're fucking butchering yeah. it. Uh, yeah, so uh, in this episode, uh, you know, Detective McCassian, uh follows Dr. Melfi and... Mm-hmm. Uh, her boyfriend. So, so in this episode, it seems like Tony is thirsty for Dr. Melfi, and then Vin Mikazian is weirdly thirsty for Tony? Well, so Tony just wants to check out and make sure that uh, Melfi is, I guess, not a snitch. Like, that was his big worry, right? Sure. And so then, but didn't want to tell. Like, he is so protective of the fact that he goes to therapy that, number one, he has stress dreams about it, which was the opening dream. Number two, like, he gets, you know, uh, he sees Syl in the fucking dentist's office right across from Melfi's and, like, freaks the fuck out. Like, the dude won't, wouldn't even tell the detective, like, I need you to check out my therapist. Because he's, like, he's keeping that completely under wraps. And uh, so the detective just assumes that Melfi is his new Gumar and, uh, and then decides to pull over... <laughs> Melfi's new boyfriend with her in it and just beat the shit out of him in one of the funniest fucking police beatdowns that I've seen. I mean, not that I've seen that many. I never watched <laughs> The Shield, but I bet yeah. that show was funny. Did you watch The Shield, Felix? Oh, of course. Was that a funny I've seen show? every episode. Not in this way. Uh, <laughs> it does have a sense of humor, but it's a very subtle sense of humor, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a clip of the beatdown. Open the trunk, please. Why? <laughs> Want to search my golf bag? Open it. Well, I will not. You ever hear of probable cause? Oh, yeah, that's a real good legal league. <laughs> you resisting arrest? <laughs> oh, shit. Hey! So, <laughs> on a technical level, that was going to be one of my other points about this, is that uh, the ADR is, like, at once, like, kind of bad, but also hilarious. Yeah, 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 Like, yeah. there's a ton of uh, ADR recordings in this. Especially, you mean, like, the Foley? Like, them, yes. like, the punch sounds? Yes, and, like, especially in the AJ fight scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, whoop oh, It's funny. Yeah, I didn't do nothing. You beat me one more time, you're going to be sorry. We don't know what you're talking about. Your mother blows. That's a real original message. Yeah, maybe she does, right, Anne? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Then why'd you scarf up all the donuts she sent us at camp and used to cry on her shoulder? I'm so homesick, Mrs. Pio Costa. Well, why don't you shut up? Have another donut, you fat fart knocker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the crowd sounds? <laughs> yeah. The whole time, all I could picture was... Dickwad, ass sucker, fart knocker. But these guys, you got to hand it to them. They did their research on what middle schoolers in fucking 1999 were saying. No, I feel like... As a middle schooler in 1999, uh, that's exactly how a fart I feel like a fart knocker was just a nice way for them not to say uh, faggot. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. That is a good point. I think in later episodes, they absolutely would... I'd be saying faggot. He'd probably say some, you know, some racial slurs too. Well, nowadays they would definitely call each other the N word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't be like <laughs> it would just be two white dudes calling well, each yeah, other the exactly. N word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would have face tattoos and SoundCloud accounts. Um, but yeah, I I I liked uh, the middle school fight scene. I thought that was like one of the funniest fucking like just watching them fumble. 
Because I got into fights with chubby kids a lot in middle school. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, chubby you really... kids wanted to beat the shit out of me all the time. <laughs> it's because you're tall? Yeah, it's because I was tall, and they were, like, short and fat, and they were just like, I'm going to fuck with this dude because I know I could take him. And they could. They beat me up pretty bad. <laughs> but, like, they the... In terms of the insults, in terms of like the shirts and the hairstyles and everything like that, like those are the kids that, that I was fighting. Yeah, like I like the idea of the fight. I don't. It just wasn't staged very well. I don't know. It looked like they were two actors. It's hard, I, well, it's hard to choreograph like a fight between children. To yeah. be fair to them, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and also, uh, I don't know what you expected to see, but like. The falling and the fumbling and like the 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 the, the missed punches. And oh, the shit. ripped shirt! Like the fact that it comes down to a ripped shirt was very great. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, and they fight a couple of times. The the, the second time they fight, yeah, AJ actually gets punched in the face uh, and gets, I guess, like his his nose starts bleeding. And I don't know, man. I don't know what it is about that like that genre of of little fat angry kid, mm-hmm. but like. I just I know so, so many of those kids. I don't know. Why. I just I liked it as a gateway into AJ's room because then we got to see all of That's his true. his new metal his old over poster. <laughs> he has a bunch of new metal and then over. Yeah. I don't even. Yeah, that was the one I could. I didn't even. I don't even know that one. I knew the other ones. What's over? Over rocks, dude. Over <laughs> over is a sweet. It's a Swedish metal band, but they do a lot of shit. They do. They've done a lot of like. They did a concept uh, disco album about <laughs> oh, nice. uh, the life and death of Princess Diana. <laughs> sweet. Came out uh, two years ago. Yeah. I fucking love. Ol- I'm seeing Over next week. Okay, that's great. Right. Uh, there was also Stuck Mojo. Uh, there was uh, Never Nevermore uh-huh. Stuck Mojo, and then he's got a Marilyn Manson shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I had to, like I didn't remember what Stuck Mojo sounded like, so obviously I had to look that up. Yeah, yeah. Here's a little. Here's here's, here's oh, do a, it. A non uh, a, a clip of it that we won't have to pay for. Yeah. That's a cro- crooked figurehead off the Rising album. Oh yeah, 1998 yeah, yeah. release. Gr- great album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like the, uh, this, it, it was nice getting little glimpses into AJ's life because it's uh, it's like still a fucking '90s ass show, you know. In this season, it's mm-hmm. still very, very '90s. In fact, are you I, gonna make me play the sting? We gotta play the bumper because uh, we gotta talk about how '90s this was. All right, all right. It's the 90s. Parents are supposed to discuss sex with their children. It's the 90s. It's, it's the 90s. <laughs> 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so in terms of like the 90s references, it's kind of off the charts, especially with AJ. Because first we got uh, AJ and Tony have a cute moment where they play fucking Mario Kart 64 yeah. with each other. That was, to me, adorable. And also, I felt a little jealous because um, my parents took out the TVs out of our house when I was oh, uh, in middle school, so we didn't have. I wonder TV. you're so weird. Fuck you, bro. But like, uh, uh, yeah, no. So everyone who was good, basically, my entire middle school experience consisted of me going over to other people's houses and getting my ass kicked at Mario Kart yeah. and Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were good at Goldeneye, then you you had your own fucking n64 and your parents were divorced usually that one was that one was hard because i feel like it relied a lot on sense of direction i have a really poor sense of direction and so like i had a friend who just had a really good sense of direction yeah and he had memorized all the different places that you would come back to come back to life oh yeah so he would kill me 
And yeah, then, that's all. That's every first-person shooter. Every for every competitive first-person shooter is about remembering the map and map yeah. awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you fucking get the map down, then you actually can actually he advance. Would, he would kill me, and then he would go to the place where he knew I would pop up, and then kill oh, me. Oh, he would kill you. Yeah, in the respawn? yeah, he spawn trapped you. That's yep. spawn fucked up, you. dude. Yeah, dude. Fucking D- bullshit. Well, were you camping though? I don't. I don't know what that means. You were, were you staying in the same place, waiting for people to come by to get the jump on them? No, or were you I was moving around? dead. I was like, I was dead, and he would come around. Oh, you, okay, yeah. So you would respawn. He would immediately kill you. Yes. Oh damn. Yeah, yeah. spawn trapping. Yeah, spawn trapping is uh, a great, a great evil, but a legitimate <laughs> tactic. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, Goldeneye. Goldeneye. The path was you Goldeneye to Halo to Counter Strike. Yeah. Yeah, I I skipped everything. Uh, as far as controllers go, I feel like N sixty four is one of the best console controllers that we've had. I I, I wouldn't know, man. I I only I, I I think the 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 controller on that. I think it's Mirana. You have the fucking third prong right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to like use mm-hmm. every part of the peripheral. Yeah, yeah. It's a terrible controller, which speaks <laughs> to how. How strong the system was! How many great games there were. That's Mario sixty four is one of the greatest games of all time, yeah. even with that wretched controller. <laughs> I mean, what was interesting in the in the show, you're watching Tony do it with one hand. Yeah, and, and uh, I was like, yeah, that even uh, that's what an adult would do. I assume my well, that that that's how cool. I mean, Tony was. There are a bunch of like little things in the show like that that are like a result of like, you know, people on set didn't know like right. how you play N sixty four or whatever mm-hmm. and shit like that. But because James Gandolfini is so incredibly charismatic, it's yeah. like, oh, he's figured out this cool new way to play N sixty four. Not that that would <laughs> he doesn't know what it is and like that would never work. No yeah. one can do that. Yeah, yeah. But there's a ton of there is a ton of things on the show like that, little things that just the Gandolfini can pull off because he's so cool. Yeah, no, this episode. But you're like, oh, that must be the right way. I I rewatched it uh, with uh, my girlfriend Francesca, who I have to mention on every show, and she. Uh, this is the first time that she was like, because we watched the whole series together, mm-hmm, but she was mm-hmm. like, damn, you know, James Gandolfini. Uh, was fuckable, very fuckable in this. Oh season. no, yeah, he's he's an incredibly sexy man. Incredibly you know? sexy, and and like, but I didn't think that she would say that out loud to me, and she did, which is fine, uh, and I agree with her. But I have to say, like, I mean, here she is trying to hector you into losing weight, and then she's right? talking about fuckable James Gandolfini. Exactly, all she does well, is you know, control my diet. I have never seen a man of James Gandolfini's side exude yeah. like the sexual energy and charisma that Gandolfini himself did. Yeah, it is. It's a rarity. It's like him and Notorious B.I.G. That's all. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And on that note, I feel like Christopher is the same way. Like, as mm-hmm. far as, uh, I mean, because that's just, I think that we can agree that's just an objectively ugly dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's got he's got that energy where, like, oh, yeah, he's that'd got- be the guy that'd be going out with Drea DeMatteo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's a, the, the type of girl who would go out with a guy like, you know. Uh, she's incredibly well cast. I think she's married to, like, the basis for Whitesnake or something like that oh, now. Oh, for real? Yeah. And it's, like, her second, like, glam metal husband. Damn, she just scored a lot of glam metal people. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, great for What's her. What's her name, Ada? Uh, Drea DiMatteo. Drea DiMatteo. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, some of the other 90s shit that happened in this episode is like uh, the clip you played with AJ in the first fight there. He's uh, doing a prank on that dude's... Uh, the pager uh, prank. Pager, yeah. yeah. A payphone to a pager. I mean, everything about that is fucking antiquated. Oh, and then my favorite part of that whole scene is just the sheer size of the polo shirts everyone was oh, wearing. Oh, yes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Like that's One. the polar shirt meant to be ripped in a fight. <laughs> that's how all well, those shirts end up. Yeah, like uh, what was the brand that she said? Westport. Westport. See, I don't, I don't know that brand. Was that like a popular polo shirt? I don't brand? know. I assume that's like a you know Connecticut. Well, it's a city in Connecticut. Oh, but. okay, okay. I, I didn't wear. I, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't into that many polo shirts. I definitely, uh, you know, I got into like. Um, I didn't have an Izod, you know. I don't know what that is. You know what an Izod is? No. Nah, oh, Izod. Yeah, Izod, man, was it was Lacoste, but uh, yeah, it was like it was um, like Target sort of, Lacoste. Yeah, oh, okay. lower market Lacoste. Lacoste, the alligator one. Yeah. 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 I no, it's not alligator. Lacoste is like a tiger or something. I think. No, what? it's not. Lacoste is an alligator. It's okay, alligator. Okay. Yeah. Which one's the one with the tiger on it? No idea. Dude. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, no, I I fucked with a lot of. I did a Hawaiian shirt thing for a while. Yeah, but like uh, around the time ska was happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because this is like Hawaiian uh, shirt, bleached hair, puka shells. That was the ska look. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't do puka shells or the bleached hair because I, I did didn't. I didn't have the confidence for that because oh, I couldn't yeah. pull it off. Like uh, there yeah, were some really confident Jewish kids at school who could pull off like Goisha looks like that, but mm-hmm. I would look like a fucking Ronald McDonald. It was there look- was the, the coolest. Uh, Jewish kid mm-hmm. in uh, my class in sixth grade. Yeah, uh, he had a do rag. Yeah, it's amazing. Like everyone was like sort of intimidated by him, but he was like a manlet with a do rag. 
Yeah. I like remember. He was, I mean, he was like short. Like we were all taller than him, but everyone was just like intimidated by him. And it's like, yeah, if you, it's like even like three years later, you'd be like, you look fucking stupid. dude. <laughs> but something about like being 11, you're like, oh, my God. He, well, it's it's sort of equivalent to the Gandolfini thing where he's playing the N64 wrong. And you're like, what does he know? You see this like short kid in a fucking do rag. Yeah, right. The same ethnic background as you. And instead of because you're just so nervous and self-conscious all the time, instead of being like, you look fucking dumb. You're like, he was what like, do you know that? Yeah. I don't? What do you know that? I'm I like, know. I'm like, I, you know, I, if, if there are two types of uh, middle schoolers. They're the kind who's like um, is, you know, uh, can I really pull off a polo shirt? Right, yeah, and then yeah. there are kids who are like, <laughs> yeah, uh, just going to get my mom, my mom to get me a huge gold chain. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I respected the confidence of He was like the Omar of, of your Little League team. <laughs> like, yeah. Just doing rips and runs. <laughs> yeah, he's just a little guy in a do-rag where you're like, oh, don't fuck with that guy. Yeah. We don't know what he's up to. <laughs> we don't know what he's capable of. Yeah, I felt like the dudes who had that level of confidence, I was like, they're for sure getting laid. That's what it is. Yeah. Because you can't be that confident and not get laid. But now looking back, I'm like, no, no one was fucking Durag Kid, you know? No one was fucking, uh, you know, uh, fucking Jesse <laughs> Jesse Goldman with the fucking giant chain. Like, that dude, he couldn't even rap, but he kept trying to rap in front of people. Mm. Middle school was a fun time. <laughs> sure, sure. Then there was Alex Goldman. That Was it Gold? No. Yeah, Goldman. That dude. That's the I guy should... on Reply All, right? Is there well? There's probably many Alex many Goldmans. Alex Goldman. Sure, I'm just thinking of like fat AJ looking motherfuckers who used to try to beat me up in middle school. Yeah, and now I'm getting revenge on them. <laughs> yeah, you're on a Soprano I'm podcast. On a soprano. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, my favorite I think was this '90s website that at the very end of the episode or close to the end, uh, Meadow finally like reveals to aj who had no idea i guess this whole time um that his father was in i mean the that's mafia. very that's character appropriate for aj no right yeah he's you know he's a, he's still a kid uh and then takes her to a well he's uh, a kid but he's also an idiot yeah yeah right well that's true. and they really were setting up the long con with all the new metal like they really set up his eventual turn into like a goth kid who was yeah. like reading niche as he says yeah, yeah. <laughs> niche yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but he takes him to a website uh, that is just one of those like, like it looks like an old GeoCities or like Angel Fire website. It's got mm. like a, a fucking like uh, an animation of a gun shooting, and it just says, "Welcome to the hottest mob website. Visit the Sleeps with the Fishes report, your insider's guide to who's in and who's out in today's La Cosa Nostra." And like it just pictures the John Gotti and shit mm-hmm, like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like. I made this website when I was like, you know, uh, in maybe like ninth grade. Yeah. Like I made I, like all my favorite guitar players, the website of the gods at angelfire.com, <laughs> you know? You know, those sites still exist. Shout out to my friend uh, Nick Usen, uh-huh. who sends me a lot of mafia blogs <laughs> that are still like very web 1.0. Yeah. Incredibly charming and some of the most actually informative – I feel like the ratio of information per like you know space used on a website now is very it's terrible. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just or, a lot of design yeah. now. You know, we actually yeah. had, had a, a tie-in, a, a real-life tie-in this week. Uh, Francesco Cali, uh-huh. uh, reputed Gambino boss, was gunned down. That's right. at his home in Staten Island. This that's week. right. We had a mob uh, Godfather hit this week. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you know. 
I who even it's like what every, are their schemes now is what I want to know. Yeah, what are they doing? Like, do you think they're doing like robocalls and shit? Do you think they had something to do with the college uh you know fucking <laughs> yeah. scams? Oh, Did they get the full house lady's daughter into college? <laughs> I hope so. That uh, that would be sick. But yeah, like what scams? I mean there's so it should actually be the fucking like this is the renaissance of the fucking grifter. They they might actually be doing way better than they've ever been doing. Like, think about... I own a piece of Anthony Scaramucci. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just think about, like, the, the fucking, uh, you know, the scams that they were running just in the fucking 80s, you know, with sure. these, like, credit card scams and shit like that. Now you can fucking, I mean, you can just you can just pretend that, like, you got kicked out of a restaurant for wearing a MAGA hat and start a GoFundMe and get, like, $100,000. Like, <laughs> like they're, they're all in on the fake GoFundMe racket? Yeah, they probably are, man. That's probably, like, half of their income at this point. I mean, I just, I, I assume that's why, uh, you know, the godfather of the Gambino crime family got murdered, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. someone found out that, like, he wasn't really sick and dying from cancer, you know? Mm-hmm. It's possible. Sure. What else happened in this show? Oh, the mother. I mean, there's another great, it's like, Livia wasn't a huge part of this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. But like the parts that she were was in, I just thought were 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 very excellent. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a clip of uh, Tony talking to Olivia. In that city, grown men soiling themselves. Not like that anymore, Ma. That Giuliani. Maybe we should just stick to the field trip. Mothers throwing their babies out of skyscraper windows. You're always with the babies out the windows. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the implied callback. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, she's always going on about babies going out of windows. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but she mentions the murdering of children, of uh, mothers murdering their own children a lot. I guess, uh, you know, uh, it, the entire show, it just keeps mentioning that to the point where eventually you just see Olivia try to try to murk. Oh, yeah, you think that was, like, the early foreshadowing? Yeah, for sure. That's okay. where they were going. They knew they were going to get to the point where he <laughs> he almost gets uh, whacked by his own mom. It feels very much like David Chase, like, just started psychotherapy and then, like, wrote this show, yeah. like, six he, months later. He started psychotherapy, he read Portnoy's complaint, and then he was like, you know, it would be a good movie. <laughs> and then he turned it into a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the... I mean, it sucks because you, you, you know... Livia doesn't last very long in the show because the actress dies, but it's like you get more and more these distilled moments of of Livia as the show goes on where she's just like mid mid sentence, mid conversation about something, she's just like, I wish the Lord would take me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like her the amount I don't of- know if that's the old person thing or an old Italian person thing specifically, yeah, because yeah. like I I swear, like my grandmother and like aunts yeah. would all just say morbid shit like that constantly. I mean, but I say it like on a regular basis. I'll say out loud, "Kill me." Yeah, but yeah. not like that though. Like I wish. Yeah, not not as not as graphic. That's and true. Is situationally contextual. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I think Livia, but like. Yeah, it is a shame that Livia, that Nancy Marchand uh, died. Yeah. And, uh, Olivia was the key to the broader show, to the show becoming more than it was in these first few seasons, I yeah. believe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Olivia, Olivia kind of opened up the metaphysical realm of The Sopranos, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I don't really know what kind of show you would have gotten if she had still been alive. If it had still been that show, if it, it, it might have even jumped the shark. Actually, it kind of forced it into kind of like new territory yeah. after season two. Yeah, they had to go away from the you know just strictly being about the therapy right. and about his mommy issues. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, man, like just and what I love about that scene is he comes in with these macaroons, her favorite macaroons, mm-hmm. and like offers them to to her. And her like she's got this bright look on her face, like oh fuck yeah, my favorite. And mm. then she immediately goes, "They are too sweet." Like she <laughs> gets off so much on martyrdom, yeah. in a way that is just like oh fucking shit. David Chase's mom had to fuck him up. <laughs> Imagine what that woman did to this dude. Like cause that is like that's some dark ass shit to be like like literally see like, i just read that as an old italian lady thing to be like the to wanting to be the martyr all the time yeah i mean maybe it's an old italian thing in general but i mean that's like the, i was thinking to myself like if if uh, the only reason to deny those uh d- you know getting the pleasure from something that your son did is to say like it's a big fuck you to oh, your yeah. well, son well he just put her in a home yeah, she likes it there. <laughs> She's so full of shit. She likes it there. She just likes to complain and make him feel bad. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah, so the other... Uh, there was a bunch of random new characters that got introduced. Like, there's a, a yeah. Capo dinner uh, at one point. And there's oh, yeah. all these there's all these random fat guys that we've never seen before. Yeah, yeah we guess. see uh, Jimmy Altieri for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's the first time you see Jimmy. Uh, you, and I think you see... Uh, uh, what's uh, that motherfucker? The old, the older guy who uh, who ends up uh, in later seasons. Oh, I don't want to. I don't. No spoilers. But th- there's a few different capos in this that, mm-hmm. uh, and they all they they did a really good job casting it because they all look like dudes who would have a heart attack in a sports book somewhere. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They then you know eventually I think they all do in the show. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and you also get like. Uh, I mean, no, I guess there was no foreshadowing of like any of the snitching that goes on, except for the scene in which they're talking about the Mo Green special. And then Sil, Sil very pointedly says, like, a gun in the mouth is a message that it's a rat. And he looks at fucking big pussy. And I don't mean to spoil it for people. Are there spoilers? No, Can you do spo- no spoilers. Not with this show, I mean, right? if you're going to remember anything about this show, it's that big pussy got whacked at one point. Yeah, everyone knows yeah, it. That's, yeah, a, that's yeah. like uh, fucking uh, season one Game of Thrones, uh, you know. Long- it's a red wedding. Uh, no, I was going to say long hair. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Yeah, yeah. long hair. That was, his, that was his nickname, Ned Longhair. Ned Longhair. Here's the thing about like TV shows. A lot of names and characters in it. Yeah. I don't remember most people's names in real life let alone on a tv show so you know you got to give them a little nickname sure um and so going back to the uh vin mikazian who not only is armenian but also has the same first name as me very offensive oh Uh, yeah that's right yeah but uh so he says when he starts beating up the when he starts beating up melfi's boyfriend he says like why are you out here getting hamburgers when you got a steak when you got prime rib at home oh yeah so it's like if it felt feels weirdly homoerotic Oh yeah, you mean he's calling he's, he's calling, calling Tony, Tony a big beefsteak? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he just was trying to, you know, he thought that was Tony's Gumar and was like uh, you know, trying to look out for him. Sure. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe he's trying to fuck, but I don't think so. I think he's just trying to uh, you know, he's just trying to get rid of his gambling debts. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I also really enjoyed the conversation in the car between Melfi and her boyfriend. It's like they don't know how to write 
what in- intellectuals are like in their <laughs> off hours. They just think that they're always having like <laughs> psychoanalytical <laughs> conversations about like what women want. And yeah, uh, and- uh, well, that that's something I feel like that got better as the show went on. I don't know if that's like a product of hiring uh, more writers who are from a traditional screenwriter background, mm-hmm. uh, but in the later seasons. Melfi's family and friends and the Melfi extended universe, as it were, is written perfectly insufferably. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. they do later on. They do an amazing job. Uh, I mean, because there are two types of upper middle class people on the show. There are people who, you know, pick up gobs of cash from construction jobs right. and uh, sports booking, and they have some trappings of upper middle classness. But for the most part, they're very divorced from the cultural signifiers. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the upper middle. I mean, the point of the show is that those people are outsiders. That's right. why there's so many malapropisms. They're mm-hmm. outsiders. Uh, but. Later on, yeah, these the first uh, the first few Melfi and Melfi family and friends scenes in the show, especially in this episode, are like, you know, uh, oh, but Freud said, you yeah, know, yeah, when it comes yeah. to it. But later on, it just shows like the pompa, just the sort of pompous intellectual, yeah, jacking off, especially and, during and dinner scenes. Din- the dinner scenes are amazing. They're incredible. They, they're just the yeah the amount of pompousness in one room squeezed together and people being offended by each other's pompousness trying to be like <laughs> who here's the least pompous but they're all equally disgusting right they're all well that is I feel like as Sopranos became like less a traditional TV show mm-hmm. they were became more comfortable with the idea that no one is a, is a good character no one's good right 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 yeah and that's very unconventional for American TV. No, yeah, I feel. yeah, yeah. That's completely cool. novel. Yeah, and so yeah, these first few scenes, it's like, oh, they're nice. It's like it's almost like analyze this. It's like, oh, they're nice, but a little bit square. I bet they can't get Italian with it, right? <laughs> and, then, and like, you know, the show goes on, and it's like. No, these people are shit. Mm-hmm. Carmela's shit. Yeah. Meadow's shit. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Everyone is just uh, their own megalomaniac, right. self-centered asshole in their own way. Right, and, and they're all there are like four good people ever in this show. Everyone, yeah, everyone is basically delusional in one who's way the, or who's another. The, who are the good people? Like Artie Bucco? No, yeah, I don't know if Artie's good. Uh, Carmela, the, the, the therapist who is mean to Carmela is like <laughs> one of the like four. Oh, yeah, the one who was like, leave him, leave him well, now. Well, that, that character is the most representative of David Chase. Yeah. And he's yeah. just, that's just David. <laughs> well, that's David Chase's Rorschach moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Chase's Rorschach in Watchmen is when he's just talking about. You're the co- completely <laughs> fallen, self-centered, awful world with no redeeming qualities. You're, you're not in therapy. I'm not in therapy with you. You're stuck in therapy <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah, my favorite is like he, he won't even take the money because it's blood money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that character is almost like it's a little like like, oh oh, okay but for the most part it is great it is great because it is just like i think chase is too smart a guy to know to not know that there's like this huge portion of the audience that's like damn tony's fucking cool right 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 exactly (laughs) still to this day i'm sure oh yeah Yeah, oh absolutely yeah there's people who like 
I enjoyed bet- the movie Gotti and The Sopranos at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and on, just on a coolness level. And I bet there's people that are still doing the mob thing today that are looking at The Sopranos the way the people in The Sopranos were looking at The Godfather. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can't imagine being, though, that, that disconnected to the show and continue to watch it. Like, unless you just see yourself in those characters and be like, yeah, dude, I also like Godfather. <laughs> like, but I don't understand it completely. I think that's what you have to do. I, I think the test is, if you ask that person, it's just a person like, oh, The Sopranos, good show. Yeah, I love Sopranos. Did you think it was funny? If you, if they, if they, <laughs> right. If they didn't think, they were like, yeah, there were some jokes. Most of it was just badass. Then you're like, okay, now I know where right. you stand. Well, they, they, they think like the funny, all the funny jokes were the one, like the like literal like vaudeville esque jokes. Uh, yeah, or like, each other. or like the murdering of strippers. Like, they were <laughs> yeah. like that shit was so yeah. funny when he just yeah. hit her. And the, not like, you know, the St. Elzir's Festival. Yeah. For Elzir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a thing. That's like- one of the best. I know we're supposed to be talking about it. No, no, we're talking about it. St. Elzir's, uh, I saw that episode. I watched the show for the first time when I was 16, and as much as I was similar to someone in Melfi's family, you know, I, uh, I, I, I still had the, you know, you're still like an idiot 16-year-old, so you're like, ah, oh, yeah. the show about the cool guys. Yeah. You know, but it's such a <laughs> great show that you can watch it that way, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, the St. Elzir's episode, uh, the one with the, was that the one with the hat? Where uh, Paul, yeah, yeah, Paul yeah, and they you... won't pay for the hat. Well, that episode, that episode is a very good episode if you were like a little lib, like I was, because it's yeah. about it's about it's so explicitly about the death of America. Yeah, 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 and and sort of yeah, the end times of the empire. <laughs> but it's uh, um, shit. What the fuck? What what was I saying about uh, watching it uh, the wrong way? Right, right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Saint Elzir is when it was when I first realized it was like more. You could watch for more than just like this is a show about cool guys. Right, right, right. That there right, were right. more. There was more to it than that. That's true. It does speak to the the show, you know, being excellent in that you can actually just watch it I as think, a kid and be like, "Fucking dude, it's cool. I, there's I guns. There's, there's tits." Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a th- oh, yeah, like you could have watched it like Entourage, basically. Yeah. Right. 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 It came on. It came on. Before Entourage, right? I would, uh, yeah. I would watch Entourage as a come down. <laughs> yeah, I see. I think there's a thing like that with a lot of HBO shows. Yeah. Like I've always said that about the first uh, season of True Detective. Right. Like there's people like me that enjoyed it because uh, Matthew McConaughey's char- Matthew McConaughey's character was like funny. Yeah. Right. Like he was kind of a parody of like the existential dude. Yeah. But then yeah. there's, I feel like there's a significant portion of the population that watched that thinking that Matthew McConaughey's was character was like a sage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 They're like, dude, just listen to what he's like. Oh, dude, saying, time dude. is a fucking flat dude, circle. Dude, Rust Whoa. is like one of the smartest written characters <laughs> yeah. of all time. But you know, the problem is, is that. For sure, Nick Pizzolatto or whatever. Oh yeah, he, I'm sure he, he thinks that's a fucking for, for genius sure. character. Absolutely, he thinks he's rust. Yeah, yeah like, the, and that's why I fucking can't stand the show anymore. Well, yeah, the good thing is, is like when you're watching it at the expense of Nick Pizzolatto, yeah, more yeah. so than you're watching it like you know we're laughing at him, not with him. Yeah, well, well True True Detective is a great example of a conventional show. Yeah, because I love the first season of True Detective. Yeah, but I don't love it because it's transcendent or. Uh, you know, funny like The Sopranos is. I love it because it's that first season is such a fucking cool world. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I I actually like both actors a lot. 
Uh, And so like, yeah, you combine a very cool, interesting world and two cool actors that you like. It's like, yeah, this is fucking great. But it's not it's not the Sopranos. Yeah, it's It's like a a pulp show. It's a good pulp. It's good pulp. Yeah, right. Right. And I like I like season three for the same reason. The, the same the same reason not as good as season one I don't think I think the uh, acting by Ali is probably better than the acting of both men but just the, the world isn't yeah. as cool to me but uh, Stephen Dorff though right the only show that I think is like can get to that transcendent level as well as as Sopranos is Deadwood you know because. Because never, they both they're, they're they're both shows that have no elements of the supernatural, but do point to something higher, which is The Sopranos is about sort of man trying to find meaning through uh, family mm-hmm. and trying to sort of pretend like he isn't in the midst of collapse, both around him and inside himself. You're right. Uh, and Deadwood is about the ob- it's not about a collapse, but it's about people who have had no luck making anything, trying to make something to get that same meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like now, like if they were making both of those shows now, I feel like they would. They're they're conscious that we're conscious that we're in like the prestige TV era, and they would they would like telegraph that with like in Fargo, they you know they have to have an actual spaceship, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 They couldn't just let it be. They had to actually show. They're like, oh no. We, yeah. No. We have to show you that it's just like there's something more here. Yeah. Instead of just letting you get it. But uh, yeah. So then this episode ends. AJ finds out. Uh, AJ knows that his dad's in the mafia. Yeah. Junior becomes boss. Yeah. 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 And what uh, Christopher's place is unclear. I guess is the end of that. Yeah. We're we're gonna find out in in later episodes. Uh, I was reading that uh, the Alan Sepinwall book, mm-hmm. and uh, he made a point to say that like the episode's title, Meadowlands, not just because that's where you go to dump bodies in uh, in New Jersey, but also because because her name is Meadow. Her, yeah, Meadow's oh, Lane. You see, Meadow informs AJ yeah. of what's actually happening that his father is actually in the mafia. So he's gone to Meadowlands, and now. She looks at him at the funeral once he realizes he's putting the pieces together, like, oh, shit, this is a mafia funeral. And she looks like, welcome to my world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. You know what, Alan Sepinwall? You might be onto something. Uh, pretty good. I feel like this episode should have been entitled Come Heavy or Not at All. Yeah, C-U-M. Yeah, well, I just, you know. Yeah. That just, like that just said that it's such a... The Sopranos, yeah, they would never do like shield titling. Yeah. That is one thing I always loved about them. Maybe a little pretentious, <laughs> but I did love the episode titles because the first time I watched it, I watched it on HBO On Demand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just – because it, when you're like 15, it's uh, unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, you're used to watching like prison break and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. epi- right. And the episodes are called like, you know – a tough nut to crack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the episode, the episodes of the Sopranos are perfect because they're very mysterious. They allude to something that's in the episode. Right. Right. Yeah. And you're just trying to piece it together. It's kind of like. Uh, yeah. There's very few pun titles. Well, Ro- Ro- yeah. the comedian Rory. I mean, that, that's why the worst episode, a hit is a hit. That's a traditional title. That's a yeah. title. That's true. It's got and a fucking double rec- Yeah. Universally recognized as the worst episode. Oh, people don't like uh, the, really. Which one a is hit a hit? Is a hit? Is a hit. That's the one where uh, uh, massive, massive G. Yeah. Well, David, Ch- David Chase trying to write a rapper. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I mean, we're going to re we're end only up rewatching. One, we're that. only one episode past like one of the more racist episodes. Two of them. There so there is some shit. There is some shit those those early First ones few, yeah, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I can tell this was written in 1998. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I think the last one the last one we did was where, you know. Uh, well, you've got the Hasidic where, 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 families. Where, well, no, I was thinking of the black. The, when oh, that Brendan was two hires ago. the black guys to, uh, yeah, to knock over yeah. the truck and he has to tell them not to hold their gun sideways. Right. Yeah. And it's like. First of all, of all people to make that correction, is it really going to be fucking Brendan? Yeah, it's a fucking like. Yeah, Brendan's method. a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like, and it ends up the the you know they're the buffoons and not Brendan in that scene because yeah, they're the ones who weird. drop the gun and shoot the guy. Which, by the way, it's like the fucking stupidest Rube Goldberg machine ever. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. It, there was like it was weirdly racist show, uh, you know, kind of at the beginning, or at least they just didn't know really how to write mm-hmm. uh, write it without. They should have got the guys well, from Three Six Mafia to consult. Hey, they weren't. They were, you know, making a side project. Well, there, there was they, – they, they did the thing that was so popular to do in uh, really like most HBO shows written at the time. Uh, Oz, I think, being the most guilty of this. Yeah. Is you have a, you have a black character and you're like – you know, the white you know 50-year-old who's writing it. Oh, my god. What do I name them? And they'd be like, what's up? I'm Gangsta Ice. <laughs> <laughs> My game, my gang is called like the fucking sagging pants ballers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it, man. This is big polo. That's right. In a, <laughs> yeah. in a hit is a hit. That's uh, they they have the guy he hires. Wait, no, wait. Which one is it? Not the one where he hires him to shoot him in the butt. Is it that one? No, 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 no. That's way later on. That's season six. That's first half of season six. Oh, yeah, six, that's Bobby. Right. That's Bobby. A hit is a hit yeah, is yeah. episode 10. Is that the one with the band that plays that Meow yeah. song? Oh, well, it, it's a shame. It's such a shit uh, so, uh, it, it's, it's, episode because that the so, the stuff with uh, Adriana's ex and his shitty band, like yeah. the guy in oh, is yeah. so funny. Yeah, that's He's right. so one of the most outrageously fun when Chris like demands he takes meth so he can really rock <laughs> out again. That shit is so fucking funny. It's just like, yeah. Uh, I just wish this stuff with Massive G it was done better because that could have right. been a really good that's episode. Right. Actually, I got, the, I got the Wikipedia in front of me. So that's actually Bokeem Woodbine. That's right. Who played like the yeah. rhyming rhyming bad guy in one in one Fargo season. That's right. And he also fucking yeah. He's uh, you, they, he wrote the rapper to wear a suit and have a lawyer. And all that, mm-hmm. and just be like, that's that's right. I forgot that. It looks whole like his look is line. very Suge Knight influenced as he's, well. He's suing Hesh for royalty money owed to someone's family. That is a strange episode. Well, we'll we'll get on that yeah, episode we'll, eventually. We'll to, yeah, we'll have to have you back for that one. Yeah, we need more. We need to to. I mean, just reliving this first season is kind of a trip because I've I've always been kind of convinced of like. The Sopranos, like total infallibility, as like a perfect show, but it's because you're kind of growing up watching it yeah. with the show. So, like, as you kind of it has its own character arc, it has its own character arc, and it also you have your own character arc while you're watching the show. So, rewatching this first season, I'm like, yeah, you know, I could see because I know people who are like, I tried to watch The Sopranos, but it was too 90s for me, and I was like, mm. what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and then now I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I get it. <laughs> A little bit. We see what you're saying. Well, uh, are we putting this one to bed? Then let's let's put it to bed. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, Felix, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show, talking Sopranos with us. It was my pleasure. I'm sorry we had to do this like an hour and a half late. My alarms failed me. I think I should get a conventional alarm. Well, see, the funny thing was like I, I realized after that happened that I never specified which time zone we were doing this in. And right. I wondered, and I thought it was my fault for not actually confirming nah, that. Not at all. My fault. Okay. Wait, so what? are you in New York? Yes, I am. So isn't it through, what time were you asleep? I was taking a nap. Oh, see, you were taking a nap. Vince said he was probably taking a nap. That's and I when was, I take a nap too. I, yeah. I just don't have the ability to nap. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you were. I picked it up as I got older. I used to think I couldn't do it, but been trying it. And if you want a way for your body to feel just very warm and not really feel any better, yeah, <laughs> check it out. Guys. <laughs> I mean, when you wake up from a nap, do you feel? refreshed or do you just feel tired and like you have to wake up all over again? i just feel tired <laughs> they suck i don't know why i'm happy i can do them now i like it. fuck I, those i'm pro nap but you can't you can't go over the 40 minute mark because then you'll be fucked oh, okay no, yeah so there's a time limit to it yeah right. i say like 25 to 35 minutes is your is your prime nap window I, it takes me an hour to go to sleep so well, this is, yeah all right That's well felix thanks so much for coming on where can My people pleasure. where can people find you on the internet uh, check out Pod Save America. It's Pod Save America. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a great, great political podcast. Pod Save America on the Crooked Media Network. Uh, they they're backing all the right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but Beto twenty twenty everyone. Um, right. And uh, Vince, uh, what's uh, do I, I forget on this podcast? See, this is a side project. Do we say what the Google Voice number? We don't. Yes, take... we do. Yeah, four one five two seven five zero zero three zero. Send us all your Sopranos and or broadcast related yeah, voicemails. Most likely, you'll send it for the broadcast. But uh, yeah, if you happen to also listen to this one, then yeah, talk about Sopranos with us, people from the internet. Uh, and again, uh, patreon.com slash broadcast for all the bonus episodes. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And uh, once, how do we end this one again? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, you play Don't Stop Believing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, we got to figure out a good ending for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.